Hey, it's James here. I just want to give a quick disclaimer before getting into this episode. A lot of these episodes are recorded out of order, so that's why sometimes there are references to things that are not current as if they are current. Um, but this is a very old one, so there may be some flubs in audio. We hadn't really figured our things out. We were working with really shitty connections, so if the audio is a little in and out, I would like to apologize in advance. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Facebook is for. Yeah, exactly. Although <laughs> I've gotten in the habit now of like, if it's someone that like I don't need as a Facebook friend on their birthday is when I delete them. Same. I, I do that too. Okay. <laughs> Cause it like notifies me and I'm like, Oh, I'm still friends with that person. Okay. So I'm not a despicable human being. No, no. I think a lot of people do okay. that. Okay, cool. Or Don't worry about despicable. it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, probably. That's more likely. All despicable, just like the children in Willy Wonka. Wow, that's a great segue. <laughs> uh, I'm a master of transitions. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Willy Wonka and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Right. Um, different titles. Different titles. Very different movies. Yeah. From, I rewatched uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Which um, is the newer, the newer one. one. The Johnny Depp okay. version. Um, right. The other day. And uh, I actually really enjoyed it a lot more than, like, I had thought that I had. Sorry, I, what did you say? I lost you. Um, I said that I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought that I had. Yeah, this is like my big unpopular opinion, um, but I, even as a kid and even now my opinion hasn't changed, I think the 2005 version is like a lot better than the 1975 really? uh, version. Um, funny enough, um, oftentimes to prep for these, I'll listen to other podcasts talking about whatever we're going to talk about, um. So I actually found a podcast mm-hmm. that was just two guys talking about how much they love the new version. And um Really? Yeah. Also like My people. And, and funny enough like you know I had mentioned to my mom like oh yeah you know Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And um she's never seen the original one because she can't get into it. It's it's very it's funny because like the 2005 is one is also very dated like in different ways right. but, um but the 19 uh, the, uh, oh. 
like 2001 more is because it's more current. Sorry. Um, I, that's not why I like the 2005 one more, like, because it's current. Like I, that's a, that's a silly reason to like a movie better. It's, it's just that I, I don't know. I think it knew how dark it was and it really embraced it. And the original story is very dark and I feel like the 1970 version, like very, um, uh, like seventies, like groovy, and that's fine. But it's it's just like it's a little sillier. I'll actually disagree with you there. In um, have you read the book? Yes, I did. Okay, I think that both movies are a lot darker than the book is. Just in really? general. Yeah. I didn't think the book was very dark at all. And Roald Dahl has written some sick shit, but... <laughs> That's true. Although, I mean, I this one is, like, one of the darker... He writes a lot of dark shit for kids. Um, but this is, like, one of the more upsetting... Actually, like, the, the darkest difference between the original and the remake is the original, you don't see the kids, like, come out of right. the factory alive. <laughs> Like, um, at least in the 2005 version, you, like, see them and they're not dead. Right. Um, this was actually something I was going to bring up later on, but since it's here... Sorry. It's, yeah, uh, <laughs> this was something I was going to bring up later on, but since it's here and it's the elephant in the room, is Willy Wonka a murderer? Yes. Absolutely he is. Okay. That's why I think I'm not a Johnny Depp fan by any means at all. I'm but not either. I, I do think he was effectively creepier than Gene Wilder. Because Gene Wilder was a little more likable. Yeah. And that's, and that's good. And I mean, I'm not saying one performance is better than the other, but Johnny Depp was so fucking creepy. And I think that is more accurate to who this character is. Because I think... He is super creepy. He's kind of a murderer. Yeah. He set this up. I do think Johnny Depp's uh, portrayal is a little bit more pedophilic. Pedophilic. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Gene Wilder is more... Um, he's sort of sociopathic in just sort of like no empathy for the kids where, you know... Uh, who was it? I think it was like... Um, Ver- uh, not Veruca, um, Violet Beauregard, when she's chewing the gum, he's like, oh no, please stop, very apathetically. Like, yeah, kind of knowing they're, what's they're going to Yeah, they both kind of, like, enjoy this a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they don't really hide that well. Like, they're just having so much fun, like, harming these children. I was actually... Um, in preparation for this, I was watching like an interview with Johnny Depp at the time, like about uh, the making of this. Okay. And he said he wanted to play this character like a cable access uh, children's TV show host, which is like oh, peak creepy. Yeah. That's like the creepiest person in the world is a local uh, yeah. cable access kids show host. Um, and he does, that makes sense. That's, he does it yeah. quite well in, I in this actually- movie. I'd actually read that he had based his performance on Marilyn Manson a little bit. And Marilyn Manson actually wanted really? to play Willy Wonka in the remake. But uh, Oh my god. I, I want There is, um, on Marilyn Manson's first album, he does, um, I think the first track is actually called a 
prelude the family trip, and it's just him doing the riverboat monologue song. And, like, it's oh, really it's creepy, so and it's mansonified, and it is very fun to listen to. I have to check that out. That sounds great. It's pretty sweet. Um, but, yeah, so... So, I guess to kind of go back to where you said you prefer the 2005 version, mm-hmm. um, do you not like the version from the 70s? No, I like the version from okay. the 70s. I, I do. Like, don't get me wrong. Right, no. But I think they, I think my problems with the version from the 70s are my same problems with, like, the book, is that I don't think the kids were bad enough, you know? I think yeah. they, like, they they fixed, they tweaked some things in the story, I think, to justify, like, murdering these children. Like, in the 2005 version, they are all assholes, like, all of them. Yeah. In ways that make sense. Um, but I feel like, like, but... In the original, did Violet do anything wrong? <laughs> Isn't she no. just kind of annoying? Yeah, she just liked to chew gum. Even here, I don't necessarily yeah. think she's like... I don't... Even in 2005, I don't think she was necessarily that bad. I think she, she was just... She was annoying, too. Yeah, <laughs> but no, like, she was annoying. Just kind of a... But she she was just driven. <laughs> She, she was. She, <laughs> she like her mom. <laughs> she was the kid that like you She's hated in high school because it was they were a member of every club and president of the student yeah. body and popular She's and good sex. at everything. Yeah, I mean, she was like kind of a you know she was self obsessed and yeah she was kind copy. of a narcissist, but like. Yeah, but I, I'm glad that they updated that because that always irritated me about the originals that I, do, I still don't think that, <laughs> that she did anything wrong yeah. to justify. I would think the worst punishment out of all the four kids Blowing is up to a becoming a giant fairy. That's like the, that's the worst thing you could do <laughs> to any of them. Uh, well... If, uh, what's her name, Veruca got incinerated, burned alive, I would kind of say, might be worse. Fair. But. <laughs> that's, that's true. Which, we know that, that was she wasn't screen. in the later one, but. Yeah, that's true. She's just, like, covered in garbage. But Gene Wilder. Right? Yeah. Gene Wilder burned her alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's just gone. That's <laughs> last year. Um, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about these. <laughs> I've, I haven't been thinking so much about the music in these as much I've, as I've just been thinking about, like, Willy Wonka totally killed people. He did. He absolutely did. I don't think that's a at all. Um, which, is, which is why I think it's so weird that they gave him, like, a complicated backstory in the yeah later version. I don't know if that was the right choice. I felt like, so I do enjoy uh, the more recent one, um, but I I do think that all of those scenes were kind of clunky, because when I rewatched it the other day, yeah. um, what I guess I liked most was just kind of how funny it was, 
just it, it is. Oh yeah, really funny. <clears throat> and like you know, even like uh, when Augustus Gloop like offers uh, Charlie the chocolate, like, oh, do you want some chocolate? Oh, sure. Well, then you should have brought some. That was hilarious. <laughs> I'm like that's, all that's great. I'm all for kids being mean to each other when like the puppets started melting like it's like dark and comedic but like there wasn't and I think that's what made the movie for me then and then like just kind of like watching it you know watching those scenes they just sort of cut it up in and there wasn't really any meaning for it yeah, I, I think it work, he works better as a character when you know as little about him as possible. Yeah. And that did seem kind of tacked on and kind of like, how long is this movie going to be? You know, yeah. like, because I do, I think the reason I like the 2005 version more is because it's so funny in such a, like, dry way. <laughs> like, yeah. it's a lot of, like, it's it's clever and it's there's a lot of dark humor that I enjoy. There's dark humor in the original too, yeah. but like it's it's I don't know. I like it. I think the 2005 version is a little more. I guess subtle isn't the right word because <laughs> neither of them are particularly subtle. Um, um, but I, I think it just goes that one step further in, in yeah. dark jokes. Um, yeah, yeah. That I I think yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, just because even thinking about, like, I loved, like, when Mike TV is just sort of, like, playing video games in the rest, and he's explaining when he got the ticket, and, like, then, like, he's just, like, you, you check the serial number, and et cetera, et cetera, and, and then he just throws out a retard could figure it out. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of how a kid talks. But then later on when yeah. Willy Wonka just kind of turns and looks at him and it's like, oh, you're the little brat that cracked the system. I'm like, that's a great line. I know. And another thing is I love the update of Mike TV. Cause one, he, um, they updated it. So it's more video game centered, yeah. which makes more sense. Um, and two, it, absolutely new kids like that in oh, elementary yeah. school and middle school like that there's like this specific brand of like bratty kid that he embodied very well like, i think that yeah. actor did a really good job of this like little pretentious uh doofag who just plays video games and thinks he's smarter than everyone else yeah oh man i didn't even think of it that way but you're right um yeah, like it's just—it's like this very specific type of character that I'm just—I became so familiar with in middle school. <laughs> um, I will make a case that Augustus Gloop wasn't necessarily a bad kid. I think he was just sort of no, yeah, a doofus in both versions. You know, he had that one line that was mean to Charlie, yeah. but I think that like he's just not smart. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think of all of them, he perhaps he deserved the t- ticket the most, apart from Charlie. <laughs> like, he would have appreciated, he at least appreciated it. Yeah. Um, funny enough, I'm But, I mean, I guess it's problematic. Sorry, I think we're, you cut off, what did you uh, say? Uh, on one of the podcasts I had listened to, to prep, when they were talking about the different um, kids in the remake, they were like, oh, you know... Augustus eats so much chocolate he can't even appreciate the candy where like okay I didn't think of it that way (laughs) but yeah but 
just a, uh, I don't know. I have all these things now that are just like lingering with me. Um, <laughs> but um, that's interesting. I just thought of it as kind of like just a big like fat shaming <laughs> subplot. And, and it, and it like, is. <laughs> like, did he really do anything wrong? I, like, I don't know. I feel like I think Roald Dahl is very judgy, and he doesn't oh, he yeah. doesn't hide that in any of his books. Well, Roald Dahl hated children too. What was that? Uh, Roald Dahl Sorry. hated children. That doesn't shock me. Did yeah. you hear this, though? <laughs> that's why he made all the kids, like, brats and things like that. And that's why I also think Charlie is sort of a dull character, um, is just because Dahl didn't know how to write a kid that was likable. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's so funny, because, like, I mean, Dahl, like, a lot of his stories are, like, very flattering to kids. Right. Like, to... Everyone like it, it's so that kids can read them and be like, I am better than that. I read and I'm nice, <laughs> and, <laughs> and adults are terrible, and uh, these kids are terrible, and their parents are terrible, and I'm good. <laughs> and, and, and like, I feel like a lot of his books, especially like Matilda, is really like flattering to that kind of view, and it's like very empowering for kids, but at the same time, it's very hateful <laughs> and very mean. But I, I'm not. I'm not uh, saying I didn't love Roald Dahl books as a kid because I did. No, I did too. <laughs> but... I loved BFG. I loved Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, when I got older, I read Same. a couple of his short stories, and those are a little bit more dark, which is fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I guess I guess we could jump into the music a little bit now that we've laid out the kids as terrible yeah. people. <laughs> um, <laughs> now that we've established that. But I think that's the probably one of the biggest changes between the original and oh, the yeah. remake is that, I mean, not that I don't love the Oompa Loompa, like, the same song over right. and over again and throughout as each child does, because that's great. But, um... I, they did, the songs in the 2005 version were in the book. Right, yeah. And like, the, words, words were in the book and are written by Roald Dahl. So, like, they're very creative lyrically. Like, they were, I think they're good songs. Right. And Not as memorable as, like, Oompa Loompa do, but, like, sorry, they're still <laughs> very clever and I not as memorable as, like, the the original, like, same song over and over again, but it's, they're, they're still, like, very clever and, like, pretty well-written. Yeah. And I think, well, the only one that was cut out of the remake was um, the Riverboat song, right? I think that's the only one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's a I Riverboat guess. scene, but... Uh, that's the only song from the book that made it into the original where Willy Wonka goes, the, there's no earthly way of knowing. That's um, interesting. Um, but so I think it was interesting to, I think it made more sense in the newer one that they added um, 
that they used Roald Dahl songs instead of doing like a weird version of the Oompa Loompa Doompa Dee Doo song. Um, because, <laughs> because the new one was more accurate to the book. It was. It was a lot closer to the book. I yeah. mean, that doesn't mean it's automatically better, but right. uh, it was closer to the book. Yeah. Um, so it made more sense. I And I think it was cool that... I think it was cool that they used that as, like, a basis for um, Danny Elfman to sort of write songs to go with them, like, to compose music, I guess. Um, yeah, and I like you know, like they they all have like a unique sound to them. Like they're it's not the same song over and over again. Right. That being said, I couldn't sing you one of those songs off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the other thing is they're not as memorable, which right. is sad. I don't think they're bad songs. It's just they don't really stick in your head quite like um, pure imagination and and the, the right. like other memorable songs in the world. And I think I think Danny Elfman did sing on all of them too. I think he provided the singing voice of the Oompa Loompas. Yeah, he did. Um, That's so funny. The idea of like that Deep Roy didn't sing any of that. They just had him like moving, lip syncing, <laughs> and just copied and pasted him over and over <laughs> again. And he lip synced. That's one of those things. Uh, so to veer off for a second. Uh, what was the actor's name? Deep Roy. Deep Roy. <laughs> uh, um, that was his name. Having him do everything, because when I rewatch it now, I knew that he did all the Oompa Loompas. Um, just how much he had, to, he must have had to do for like green screens, just like doing every single thing that was badass. But yeah, I that. He's my favorite performance in the movie. They, they just had him do everything. I imagine he like did the same like choreography like five hundred times because they just had him keep moving around. Although I'm sure there was a, there was a more efficient way to do it. It's just I like that idea. What? I like the idea of them just saying over and over, like, just stand up to the right and just do it again. (laughs) And then do it again and again. We need one for front and center, one for right to the left. (laughs) Um, And I think... And it ended up being a much better performance than the the multiple actors they had play the Oompa in the original. Because I... I read somewhere that those were actually just like local little people. Um, and you can tell because, like, in the original, they look so sad. Like, they, oh, yeah. they look like they don't want to be there. And, like, their lip syncing is off. And I think it's because they filmed that in Germany. And, like, just being an oh. American movie, they were like, okay, here, you're going to lip sync this. And. They couldn't speak English, so yeah. That makes that makes sense. That's why that that's so unsettling, and that's why they look so like not in the in the scene. And there's been a lot of discussion on Oompa Loompas as a uh, metaphor for the slave trade. Um. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're they're. I mean, they're 
concept in general is like kind of offensive uh, in both movies. Say that <laughs> I, again. Think, I think the concept of Umbalumbas in general is probably kind of offensive in both movies. Like they do it differently, but like Yeah. Um <clears throat> Yeah. It's one of those thing it's one of those concepts from the book that I think it's hard to portray on film. Too, just because in the book, guess, my yeah. understanding, the Oompa Loompas are, like, supposed to be, like, like, this tiny, tiny people. Like, like an inch tall. Like what? Like an inch tall. Yeah. So, but at the same time, yeah. It, it's difficult. Yeah, I <laughs> I guess it guess it hasn't aged well and like it I don't know. I mean that's like a whole other thing to unpack that like I don't even know where where to start or like if I'm even the right person to do right, that. Yeah. But it's just like a it's just the concept is kind of weird. Um and like maybe a little uh, maybe it's a little more racist in the second movie because they he it shows him like going to the jungle and they're like clearly yeah. some kind of tribe that's made up I don't know can you hold on one second yeah sure no problem I just need to make sure that the phone wasn't going off in here it's not um it's okay um but yeah um Oompa Loompas um there's a lot of things from from the book and the movie too that are still controversial. Uh, the other one that's brought up a lot is the snozberries. Why is there um, is there something I'm missing? Roald Dahl um, used snozberries in another book of his. Um, where my understanding, the concept of the book was, um, women stealing semen from men. Um, oh no. And they referred to penises as snozberries. I hate this. So when he says, <laughs> I could have gone my whole life without knowing that thing. <laughs> sorry. So what, so when they say the snozberries taste like snozberries, um, Oh, I get it. I get why that's controversial. Um, no, I did not know that at all. Yeah. Um, but I guess that also kind of plays into the pedophilic portrayal of <laughs> Willy Wonka. Which which makes the ending all the more creepy, because he, like, he kills four children and then takes one. <laughs> like, <laughs> done. And he works out a deal with the family, too. Oh, God. <laughs> All the adults in this movie are terrible. True. The, Even Grandpa Joe. Have the, you seen that? Like, there was, was, some, there was wanted, some, like, about Grandpa Joe and like how he's a terrible person. There's, like, to how terrible of a person Grandpa Joe is. Um, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and uh, it's valid. Like, he, oh, yeah. he, he is famous for how many years when his family was starving and then suddenly miraculously he can go to a chocolate when... factory and he's fine like I think I think the idea was that he did miraculously recover like like right. that was like the 
initial happiness to get his health back, but, like, I don't buy it. <laughs> I think he was faking it for years. In the first movie, doesn't he, like, smoke or do chewing tobacco or something, too? What was that? Doesn't, I lost you. Doesn't he, like, smoke in the f- original movie? Like, he has, like, a pipe or something with him in the bed. And it's like in the bed, the, and it, he's smoking in bed. To the other Granted, in this bed. was when smoking was fine, but like at the same time, tobacco costs money. Like family starving, yeah, and just, he can still afford he to smoke his pipe. Yeah. <laughs> also, Unless, that's not fair to do when you're in a bed with three other people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless he's just putting cabbage leaves in and smoking those. There. I mean, although I don't know what that would do for him, but whatever works. <laughs> and um, the other thing is when, like, you know, whenever something bad happens to the kids, Willy Wonka tells them, like, oh, don't do this, like, no matter how passive he is. And then Grandpa Joe is just like, yo, Charlie, let's take some fizzy soda. And Charlie's like, I don't think we should, Grandpa. And then. <laughs> They almost get killed for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's I you can blame a lot of it on Grandpa Joe, a lot of the issues that come up in the movie. Yeah. Um I I do think Wonka killing the kids has become a the more popular opinion as a villain. In recent, so I, what did you say? I, I think for years, um, Grandpa Joe kind of took a lot of the internet's flack for you know just being like a bomb and then go to a chocolate factory. Um, and now I think it's the popular. which one's worse though? <laughs> well, I like think, faking illness or killing people? <laughs> well, now I think the popular opinion is just that Willy Wonka killed people and. Uh, you know, I think that maybe he's just more like a tragic... He's like a Patrick Bateman type. Like, you know he's a bad Willy person. Willy Wonka? Yeah. Or- he's a bad person doing okay. bad things, and but you still kind of root for him. <laughs> I guess. I, I guess you kind of root for him. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I like Gene Wilder. Me too. R.I.P. Gene Wilder. I enjoy <laughs> I enjoy his performance. I'm just saying, I do think Johnny Depp was a lot scarier. And I think Willy Wonka's character is a lot scarier than Gene Wilder portrayed him. I, I don't think Gene Wilder... I don't know. I feel like he, he didn't, he didn't like really creep me out the way Johnny Depp did with that bull cut and that like white makeup. I think I would agree with you if it wasn't for the riverboat scene and the scene when he screams at Charlie. Um, Yeah. Because when he screams at Charlie, that's sort of like an on the dime shift. And like, it's one of those things where like, it's like when you're like, you know, you think you're joking around with someone like you're kind of jiving each other and then they like actually get angry at you and scream at you and like it's shocking and surprising then but the riverboat scene is like unsettling and like apocalyptic in like what he's saying and like with everything going on and 
you know, it's kind of a song, but not really. And it, and that is terrifying, but I, I would argue that Johnny Depp is creepier because I don't think he yells once in this movie. He just kind of talks like this. That's true. And I think that's a lot worse. <laughs> like, like, I don't think he makes voice at all. He doesn't, he doesn't have any, like, shift. He's just always, like, kind of mellow in the worst way. Like, he's always whispering and he's always smiling and his eyes are always, like, dotting, yeah. darting back and forth, like, like he's trying not to laugh, which is a lot worse, I think. Yeah. And, I mean, the other thing, too, is I guess there is sort of, like, there is a certain perversion with Johnny Depp, um, just sort of, like, with, even, like, with the puppet scene at the when they first entered the factory and like you know it is sort of like the wonky um no pun intended um silly puppet song that is sort of like weird and spooky in a way like kind of like a wind-up doll but then like the melted faces and you know he's just sitting there like clapping and cheering appearing out of nowhere that's by the way, the, my favorite thing about that scene is that no one reacts to it the way they should. Like they're all kind of staring <laughs> at that. Like this is, they're looking at it like, Oh, this is kind of unusual. But I, I would like leave. That's why, that's why this, this movie is so, because everyone's so deadpan, like even at the oh, most yeah. horrifying moments. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, yeah, God, you're you're right too. In the and sense, that scene oh, is like really funny. Too. Yeah, and also just in the way too that like you could, when it first happens, you could just chalk it up like, oh, you know, this is the day the kids came. It's not like he had a chance to test this out, and then you see the puppet hospital, so you realize he's just been melting puppet after puppet. Yeah, there. That's like a good joke. Like it's yeah. a good setup, and then you see the puppet hospital, and that's the payoff. <laughs> I think they land jokes very well in this in this version. They do. Um, I also think um, the puppet song is um, the remakes Candyman or Pure Imagination, depending on which is your more iconic song from the first. Which is which is really funny because, like, in the context of the original movie, those mo- those songs are like heartwarming and charming. So this yeah. is like a really like surreal perversion of that yeah. same idea. Um, and I I mean maybe it's just me. Like maybe I'm a monster, <laughs> but I kind of prefer that. Um, there's definitely, there's definitely something to be said for that. Just sort of, I guess the easiest parallel to give it is, um, pure imagination. It's the welcome to the factory song where pure imagination is sort of this, you know, grand, like, you know, like opening number feeling song that's welcoming you and like welcome it's whimsical and it's sweet and soft. And then you just have one that's very like rhythmic and abrasive and, you know, it does set the tone a lot better in that it is weird and like creepy. 
where yeah. I think uh, while I think pure imagine pure imagination is a better song it doesn't it exactly is. set the tone for everything that happens it sets a tone for a lot of what no, happens it's- but <laughs> No, it's kind of a Trojan horse because it's like it's really like it is a good song and it's like really nice and pretty and like uh, warm. Like it's a good way to like welcome everyone, but like it's so not indicative of what the rest of the right. movie is at all. Like it, it seemed really out of nowhere. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else there is to say about pure imagination. <laughs> But I mean, it's it's a it's, solid it's song. Yeah. Like I don't, um, it's fine. Like I don't, I don't. I mean, it's yeah. memorable. It's it. Gene did well. I like I like that fun uh, trivia fact that I always hear about this movie. That the part where Gene like uh, rips a piece of hair out of Mike's head that was like during the song. Wait, does he to, do that? Yeah, he does. Like, there's a point where like just during the song, he just kind of, like, playfully, like, pulls this kid's hair out. string of it. It was improvised. Oh, <laughs> and it was, it was improvised because the, apparently the actor who played that kid was, like, kind of annoying. Like, so Gene Wilder was just, like... And Gene Wilder just didn't like him, so he just wanted to fuck with him. Oh, that's so, That's great. That's terrible. Isn't that great? My favorite uh, fact about that movie. Um... That is funny. Have you ever heard um, Buckethead's version of Pure Imagination? No, I have not. Do you know who Buckethead is? That could be like. I know. <laughs> I don't. Sorry. Um, he used to play guitar for Guns N' Roses, um, but um, and then went on to pursue. I think now he just plays solo, but. Um, he got really famous because he had a song in Guitar Hero, but it's always like a centerpiece of his um, shows when he does like a number of covers in the middle. And he always like closes with pure imagination because he'll do like the Halloween theme, like the Star Wars theme. Um, and like, you know, he'll throw in stuff here and there, but then he closes with the pure imagination. And like, it's a really nice, like serene moment, but also watching Buckethead do it is kind of weird because I'm going to send you a picture of Buckethead now, if I could figure out how to do this. Okay. Because it's this guy. Hold on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. Um, but yeah. Uh, how do I get this full screened again? Or not that full screen. Um, I'll figure that out. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna keep playing with this. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst millennial. I can't get Skype to work. <laughs> yeah, yes. I, I They, like, updated the Skype format and it freaked me out. <laughs> like, I don't want to learn new things. I don't know how to do this. Did they? It, like, looks different now. Oh, I haven't updated oh. yet. Oh, yeah, when you when you 
calls, the like, Skype ring is different, and it bothered me so much. Oh, really? <laughs> like, even though it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's like, this is not what I'm used to. <laughs> uh, I'll have to do, I'll do that after, once this call is done. Um, but, um, in... In regards to music in the second one, those are the only five songs, right? The the opening, yeah, and then yeah, and then the four and then kid the songs. four. Um, yeah, I think those are the only ones. It's it's I guess it's less of a, of a like musical. traditional musical yeah. than the well, even the Gene Wilder one doesn't have it doesn't have a large variety of songs either. Um, it, it Which, has, sorry. What did you say? You cut out, uh, the Gene Wilder one doesn't have a whole lot of songs either. When you think about it, it no, has, no, it doesn't. Yeah. They're has, just a little bit more spread apart. Yeah. Yeah. And like a little, they're sung by different people. Right, and after Pure Imagination or the Riverboat song, depending on if you count that as a song, um, the Oompa Loompas... Kind of. uh, the Oompa Loompas are the only ones that take over after that. And since the Oompa Loompa song mm-hmm. is repetitive and it's the same thing, you know, I you could kind of classify all four of those as one song, you know, just different, you know, they've got the, there are reprise, but yeah, it's, it's essentially the same song. It's just spread out through the, yeah. throughout the hour and a half running time. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's, I appreciate what Danny Elfman did with the second one because he made, there was a like conscious effort to make them all sound like unique. Yeah. And they kind of like the, mm-hmm. oh, go ahead. No, I, I, I was gonna say I think they. I heard that the idea was to have each one kind of represent a different decade. Which, like, does that make sense aesthetically? Like, no, like it doesn't really matter, right? But, um, but like one of them sounds kind of Beatles, and then like the TV one sounds very eighties, and yeah. like that's. I like that. Like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, it was like a creative choice. It was an interesting concept. And, you know, even like from what I've heard from Oingo Boingo, Danny Elfman's band. Um, yeah. The first song kind of remind the Augustus Gloop song kind of sounded more like in uh, a Danny Elfman or a Oingo Boingo song, you know, kind of wonky and weird. Um and yeah, I had heard about trying to do different eras or different genres or whatever. And I don't know if he necessarily succeeded in that totally, in my opinion. Um, but it was nice to just kind of, I remember even watching it for the first time, just thinking, you know, originally hoping to hear like versions of the songs from the 1970s version um, it was sort of fun to watch for the first time and kind of think like, oh, he's doing something different for each one. What's going to come next? Yeah, and it's I, – I also think he can do that because how do you update the one from the 70s? Like right. you can't you, – because he, he couldn't just like do it 
have to do something different with it and make it a little more contemporary. And you, you can't because they're, right. they're so simple. <laughs> and so we had to just go in a completely different direction. I was smart to like incorporate what was in the book because yeah. uh, it is very dull and it's very like, it, I think the lyrics are like, good. They're clever and they're creepy. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. And they advance the plot and, you know, where the right. Oompa do just sort of, like, shift things and just kind of, like, point the finger at the kids mm-hmm. and the parents, too, to just kind of be like, you're all awful. <laughs> you're all awful is the moral <laughs> of both films and the book. <laughs> that That's really what parents wanted to bring their kids is just show, like, you're terrible and I'm not doing a very good job of raising you. <laughs> I think that's what my mom thought when she took me to see well, it, it's the for adults too, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I do you think that maybe the songs in the newer one aren't as iconic just because the ones in the first one are so iconic? Yeah. I, I think in an alternate universe where the original one never happened, it was just the 2005 version, they would be considered. Like, and like I think this movie would have... I mean, it was well-received. Well, right. So, yeah, it... Like, it was... It did do well. It's just everyone was like, well, it doesn't hold up to the original. Like, right. well, it's not, it's not this. It's not that. Like, I think if the original one never happened, I think these songs might be in the public consciousness they're not they're really not like i feel like i don't know because like people liked it and it's a very beloved book for for a long time well the charlie so i don't know maybe maybe they would stick around i i don't know the charlie and the chocolate factory musical did open on broadway recently um all right yeah i didn't listen to the soundtrack like I kept saying I was going to, to myself, but I no, wonder, I didn't either. I kind of wonder what those songs are like comparatively. I don't know. Um, the person is that everyone in it is an adult except Charlie. Like all the actors are adults, which is kind of trippy. <laughs> That's weird. Um, that's the only I, I heard about this actually because a, like a purchase alum is in it so like my the my university like Facebook page was like freaking out about it um, but yeah <laughs> and I was like she's playing Veruca isn't she like 25 <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird although yeah that oh now I'm really curious I, how that I, I don't know I mean I know it's closing I heard. Oh, I know it? it's not. It's it, they announced the closing date. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I really don't know much about this production. Maybe it's amazing, but yeah. um, <laughs> I know it's it's not making enough. I guess to stick around. Yeah, I'm just trying to find the track listing, um, just to kind of see what it is. Um, and it does have the Candyman. It has Pure Imagination. Yeah. Um, but then it looks like it. everything else is sort of... There is a one called the Oompa Loompa song, which is attributed to the 1971 film. 
So it looks like it has the okay. of a song once. I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I think, I guess, like, because it's become so iconic, you have to incorporate all the songs from the original. Right. And they're, they're probably not obligated to include the ones from 2000. Right. And I guess I'm kind of curious just because it has one here called Avidasen Augustus Gloop and um, Veruca's Nutcracker Suite, which could be the could be them but there's not really a i mean i guess could listen to the soundtrack but oh that on that subject actually i think my favorite song from the original version is hers the one that she sings in the in the like uh when she's like i want the world (laughs) That's that is my favorite song. <laughs> I like it more. It's more fun than pure imagination. And you know, like I'm, I guess I'm like a villain song person. But like, I love this kid's performance so much. <laughs> like, well, her just like kicking shit and screaming. She's like the ultimate brat, and it does have a lot in common with like a villain song, where it it it's sort of it's sort of like when we talked about. Moana with like the sort of like flowery, like braggadocious villain song yeah. where she's just like, I want everything. I forgot about that song just because. Yeah, everyone forgets about that song because they get overshadowed by uh, like Candyman, but I, I, <laughs> I love that song. I think it's such a fun song. And it's the only song that one of the kids gets to sing. Right? Yeah, yeah I, I think yeah, so. Yeah, she's the only one. Um, that's funny. I wonder, I do. And I think it's because she's such an over the top character, you know? Yeah. And I think she was the only one I could be wrong. That was actually like an actress. Really? Did they just find find like random kids? Well, I think the other four kids were just kind of like, this was like their only thing. Or if they pursued acting, like they stopped shortly after. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't think any of them did anything else. Right. Um, even in the 2005 one, just, just, uh, two of them continued to do things. Right. Um, uh, well, Freddie Highmore and, and they, they're like, and yeah, he's like in a, he's like in that show, the good doctor. Oh. <laughs> um, and what Anna Sophia Rob is, I don't even know what she's in. She's just always kind of around. Was that the <laughs> like, girl that played, uh, Violet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was violent. And I the rest of them, like, I don't think they did anything else. They, I feel like they maybe did. Or if they did, like, nothing, I mean, I don't know. I Like, nothing that I have heard of or. Yeah. And, like, they were, those were the two that had been in things before, right? Like. Which, what? Those were the two that had been in things before, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The two of them were like seasoned child actors. <laughs> like <laughs> the rest of them, they might have just like forever. I, I don't know. Um, um, but I don't think they they continued to act that much after this. Uh, yeah, I think they were the only two that actually have Wikipedia pages. I don't know. The only the only thing I know that. This is like a random fact that I remembered because I was reading the Wikipedia for um, The Exorcist. <laughs> and, um, 
as as I do. And I know that the girl who played Violet in the 1971 version was asked to play the little girl in The Exorcist, but her parents would or wouldn't let her. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> like, like, she was she was offered an audition, and her parents said, like, no, <laughs> that's, that's too fucked up. And, I, yeah, I don't blame them. Yeah. I think she would have fit for... I've actually never seen The Exorcist. Um, oh, <laughs> Another seventy. Yeah, <laughs> I've been meaning yeah. to watch the. Yeah, Exorcist. that's the only random thing I know. That's yeah. Funny. Um, I just kind of clicked through. Each of the kids do have Wikipedia pages, but it looks like they've all just kind of done like minor stuff. Nothing super serious. Yeah. I mean, they all do well. Like, they all do a good job. Yeah. Like, they, they, got, they got, like, really good kid actors, I think. I, I think the... Um, I don't know. Like, I, I think they found people who fit the part really well in, like, a cartoony way. Yeah. Um, like, can very over the top, but also be very dead fans the way the rest of it is. I'm talking about the, the later version. And the original, too, yeah. I guess. Um, well, yeah, I think... Uh, I don't think that the kids... The kids weren't really deadpan in the original. I think they were all sort of... No, yeah. They were all really... They were. They did that, like, 70s kid actor thing where they're, yeah. they're like... Very, like, like in the your camera. face and, like... Very animated. Yeah. Um... I do think that what's his name? A lot of Peter yelling. Ostrom. That was the original Charlie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I do think he was better than Freddie Highmore. A lot better. What was what? I I do like Peter Ostrom a lot better than Freddie Highmore. I agree. I think Freddie <laughs> Freddie Highmore was like too cute and yeah. to the point where it was like getting upsetting. Like. <laughs> Well, re- rewatching it the whole time, was I was so such a nice boy. And yeah, he he didn't do anything wrong. I don't know, like he didn't seem like a real child. He was like a little Hallmark card. Yeah, uh, when he had the moment when he first got the candy bar for his birthday, and he didn't get the ticket, and he was like, "Here, we'll share it." I was like, I, I, "It made me really angry." Um, yeah, yeah, right. And I was like. I don't know. I, I guess yeah, I like, should I know be... he's like a little angel, but he's still a 10 year old child. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, if he was, dep- if he was really that sad about not getting the ticket, he would have just like bit into the candy bar right then and cried. And yeah. And I think in that moment too, yeah. he said like, Oh, it but I makes mean, the chocolate tastes terrible. <laughs> like, I mean, it was, he, I don't think he's a bad actor. It's I think I would blame the script. Yeah. <laughs> like they made him like a little bit too um, a little angel, too cute and like cloying. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it's a little annoying. Yeah. And then also just the whole like oh I need my family and like yeah that's another way that like the new movie really dialed it up. They made everyone like Wonka's a little creepier. The kids are a little meaner, and yeah. Charlie's a little nicer. <laughs> like, like, and that's no where it really movie. screwed up. <laughs> yeah. That was the that was the wrong turn. <laughs> so. 
Uh, yeah. Because even, like, how old's Charlie supposed to be? Like, 10? Right? Something like that. 10, 11, maybe. When Johnny Depp asks him, oh, uh, what makes you feel happy when you're sad? No 10-year-old is going to say my family. (laughs) Uh, No, he's, it's because he's, like, poor and he appreciates life. (laughs) He he has, I don't know, he just, like, his worldview is, like, way too advanced for his age. Yeah. He is like he was raised right. Um, not realistic. I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just now. I'm just gonna feel angry about it. Freddie Highmore. Um, <laughs> he's just so punchable in this movie. <sighs> he's like too sweet, too kind. Yeah. Like I, I kind of want like Augustus to just sort of like. Hit him after he offers him the chocolate. He's too perfect. Um, like I couldn't really root. I like feel like the original. He was more like a real kid, like a yeah. kid that is likable and good. Obviously, yeah, but like still, you know, well, like he, like in the original with like the fizzy lifting drink, and he was just like, Grandpa, I don't think we should. <laughs> but then he did because his grandpa told him to, and like. Yeah, that's yeah, a thing that's a kid would do as opposed to, yeah. Um, um, and I, I think it's funny that they didn't include that type of scene in the later version because it's like that he's too good for that. They didn't include <laughs> he's a not going to do anything. They didn't include like a like a fizzy lifting yeah. scene type type of. They thing. didn't want him the to do anything later one because it's wrong. Too good. He he couldn't do anything wrong. Um. That being said, I do think it was a lot more comedic to just see Johnny Depp trying to pry the kid away from his family. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's kind of funny. Um, just like, oh, can my family come? Of course not. And I just ruined your house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, my God. He is so much creepier in the Oh, <laughs> I didn't even think of that <laughs> before, but... Now, oh man, but it's funnier. Yeah, it's darker and it's funnier. Um, what else? Oh, I wanted to talk about, um, uh, what was it? Cheer Up Charlie? Is that the one? Oh, yeah. The awful, um. I, I always forget about that. So, like, I, it's not, I. It's, awful. it's just nothing. Like it's a very, it's very unmemorable and it's not dry. very important yeah. to the plot. It, it's kind of a time waster for the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, um. I yeah. I don't know if I had a whole lot to say about it. It was just because there's not much to say about it. I, I think it's just like so not. It's. Just kind of pauses the movie for a bit for yeah. a character to sing a song that, and she's not even like in the rest of it really. Yeah, she doesn't do a whole lot. Um, it is in the first one. Does the dad even get mentioned or? I don't is remember. It kind of implied that he's. Does he? I think it's kind of implied that he's dead. 
Oh, or okay. Or up and left them, you know, which would be weird because two sets of grandparents. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's an it al- left. alternate reading. I mean, I guess if that was yeah. sort of the case, it would make a little bit more. Uh, I think that would actually make the movie make a whole lot more sense just because then Charlie doesn't have a father figure and that's yeah. why he clings to this vision of Willy Wonka and. Oh, that's. <laughs> that's. <laughs> yeah. The... I know the dad is in the book. Like, yeah. he, he existed. Um, but yeah, maybe. Maybe that's that's yeah. That adds some more complicated backstory to this, this little angel that <laughs> that's so uninteresting in the two thousand five one. Um, yeah. Although I don't know, everything about every everything in this is just weird. I don't understand why Charlie's dad had to work in a toothpaste factory. Yeah, it's that even a thing? And I, like, I mean, I guess it's a thing, but like, <laughs> specifically for that only. And do they have people working in it? Well, they did until they got the machines. Oh right, yeah, that was like <laughs> part of them by their port. <laughs> um, but then he, oh, and then at the end of the new one, when the dad got hired to fix the machine that took his job, it's like, how did? I don't know. He's unqualified. (laughs) Unless he did have, like, I don't know, an electrician engineering degree that he just didn't use to go screw. We never, we never learned that about him. No. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm just looking at the soundtrack for the original now. Seeing if there's anything we didn't touch For the original? Yeah. Um, I've got a golden ticket. Didn't really touch on. It's, oh, yeah. It's like a... It's a good song, and it's relatively memorable because it has a melody you could kind of sing along with instantly. Yeah. Um, I do think it just gets overshadowed because it is kind of a simple song. Because it's what? Because it's sort of like a simple, show tuny, um, you know, sort of nothing song. That yeah, I mean, I, I think it's like, it's fun. It's, it's like, fun and cute and it's cute. upbeat. Yeah. Um, but it, I, that's why I think the original is a lot more like a Broadway show. And, yeah. And like, it's kind of set up to be that way. Yeah. Um, like, it had a more traditional, like, bubbly, fun yeah. uh, show tune songs. And then that's, I guess, where Cheer Up Charlie would fit, in that it's, like, the vulnerable ballad moment. Yeah, I feel like they were like, we need a ballad. <laughs> where do we put it? <laughs> um, there's also Achu Sofram. Which apparently Gene Wilder sang, but I don't know what that is. What? I don't know. What is that? Alternately titled Maapari from Martha. I have no, no, no idea. idea. That's what I'm going to listen to after. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, because everything else on here is just sort of simple. The main title theme is the instrumental of I've Got a Golden Ticket and Pure Imagination. It's got all the Oompa mm-hmm. Loompa songs. Um, but yeah, that's the only one that's like weird. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm looking at the thing. Yeah, that's about it. It's I guess it 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 doesn't have that many songs if you squish all the the reprises into one. Yeah. yeah. Um uh, where did it go? Uh yeah, it doesn't um there's Candyman, I, uh, Candyman, and Pure Imagination are the two big ones, I think. From the yeah, l- and I think Pure Imagination is the better of the two. Yeah, um, although Candyman was a big hit for Sammy Davis, Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I actually I like both songs. I guess like they're they're both fun. Um, they're fun and they're memorable for a reason. Um, I think they're pretty well written. I although like the like, only think of that scene and there was a Malcolm in the Middle scene where <laughs> the, the um, uh, Francis's like military school officer was trying to impress a visiting officer, so we made all of the sergeants stay up. A cappella version of Candyman, <laughs> like just to impress him, and that was like, it was really good. <laughs> but I thought that was so funny because it's such a like cute, lighthearted song, and it's like these men in uniform like doing very like. <laughs> I'll look that up. But that's the only that's the only thing I think. <laughs> um, oh, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> I always think of, this is really bad, um, I had a friend in high school, he, like, went through this phase where he used to make us listen to, um, this guy named Johnny Rebel. Have you ever heard of Johnny Rebel? No. Don't look him up. He's terrible. His music is all super racist. Um, Oh, no. And a lot of the time, if you ever find any racist music, it's usually attributed to Johnny Rebel, but there's a parody of the Candyman um, called the KKK Man. Uh, uh, and it changes yeah. all the lyrics, and it's really awful. And uh, it sounds awful. When, it, when I was listening to this, like, when I listened to Pure Imagination earlier, you know, to kind of prep, like, I was like why do the lyrics sound different from what I remember? And then I remembered that my friend would just make us listen to this so much that like the problematic version, it was stuck in my head. And was your friend a Nazi or was he just like intrigued by it? It was, it was one of those things where like, we were like 15, so like we thought shitty racist things were just like funny. I think mainly because of the absurdity of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, just because it was so blatantly racist 
rather than like being like, ah, yeah, you know, let's take this song and warp the message. Ah, that's so upsetting, especially with that song in particular. Because it's so lighthearted and fun. No, it's so cute. Yeah. (laughs) But so I had that stuck in my head when (laughs) I went, I'm like, oh, I remember this. And then we heard that. (laughs) That sucks that that's what you associate it with now. I looked up Johnny Rebel just now, though, and uh, he died last year. So that's cool. (laughs) That's nice. (laughs) Um, Yeah, on that subject, just like out of curiosity, looking at the cast of the 2005 version and all, all four of the grandparents are dead. Oh. And that was that long ago. Say that again. And it wasn't even from that long ago. This is the 2005. Wasn't that long ago. Well, I mean, I guess it was the, one of the podcasts I was listening to was like, that was 12 years ago. And I ended up thinking that was 12 years ago. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that was 12 years ago. I guess it makes sense if they were like 80 when the movie came out. Then, <laughs> Although uh, Grandpa Joe just died recently, right? Uh, I guess they, they all died like only a couple of years ago. I guess that's, well, it's not good, but that's sad. They, they all live, they all lived long. <laughs> they live, yeah, I, I also noticed that like they got a much older guy played grandpa joe or a guy who could at least look older um in the later version like he's very like i feel like in the 1971 version he could have been like in his 70s grandpa joe in the 2005 is like 112 like he's just like always punched over (laughs) and he has that like old man voice yeah um that was one of the weirder parts of um the remake was when he had his flashback to working for Willy Wonka and he was like, Oh, uh, I was a younger man then. And it was like him looking the same. So I, I feel like in the later version, he's just, he's, he's, he's just like what? a thousand years old and he's just always been around. I remember that. I do remember having that feeling when they, when I was looking at like, promotions for that movie when it was coming out because I had seen the original and I I liked that Grandpa Joe a lot and I was like this guy looks really old (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like he doesn't he didn't look he wasn't as I don't want to say he wasn't as memorable looking but he didn't look like he could leap out of the bed like the other Grandpa Joe did no, and then and in the later version, I think that that scene, instead of like doing a whole like song and dance, he just like kind of gets up and he's like, <laughs> he screams, he's like, by the way, I can walk. <laughs> and it's very, and I think when they look at him, they're just like, oh, oh. isn't like super excited at first. They're just kind of like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also one of it's those. Like a very- Say that again. It's just, a, it's an awkward scene more than like a funny, charming yeah. scene. And it's, I don't know, Grandpa Joe, I have so many questions about him. 
Like, even, like, with, like, the coin he has that he, like, gives Charlie's, like, go get a Wonka bar, and it's like, why has he been hoarding that one coin for years while the family's starving? And how much is that coin worth? (laughs) That, That was another thing I noticed, because, like, a candy bar's what, a dollar? About? No, this is, like... It, this is England in in some unspecified time well, period. Well, it's ambiguous as to where it is and when where? it is. The, the ev- in the original or the later or. Well, I think in both of them they were kind of kept ambiguous, intentionally. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I think like I guess meant to kind of be present day, but there were things about it that looked right. like they were not from. The present day. Yeah. But um, it was always sort of ambiguous as to where it was. Yeah, it's true. I, I just assumed London. Yeah. Because <laughs> of his accent and doll. Dolls from London, right? I don't I know. I think so. <laughs> but there's always, like, they always, like, kind of mix but, the accents and stuff. So, like, it yeah, could it's, be... it's kind of not clear. Yeah. Um, but in when Charlie buys the winning bar in the newer one, I noticed the dollar bill he finds on the street. It's a, it's an American $10 bill. And he just That's gives funny. the guy at the, in the in- he gives the guy at the store, the whole 10 and like he could have bought five or six Wonka bars. That's, <laughs> that's so I didn't notice that actually. That's funny because in the 1971 version he's American, and in the 2005 version he's British, probably. But they didn't update the money. <laughs> I don't know. That's a well, I think small that's, detail. <laughs> I think it's part of one of those things where, like, I think it's intentionally sort of like zany in that sense to sort of keep it ambiguous as to where it is. Yeah, that's um, true. Because even the original was filmed in, like, Germany just so that for, like, English-speaking audiences, like, it wouldn't look familiar and it would look like it was, like, someplace weird, which... A lot of weird stuff in that one. Um, (laughs) Like, uh, the Tinker. (laughs) Like what? The Tinker. That was the last... That was... Do you know what I'm talking about? Sir, no, I keep losing you. Oh. You're you're like going in and out. Oh, sorry. Say everything again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think it's kind of kept intentionally ambiguous just for like the weird shit that happens like outside the factory in both of them. Um cuz mm-hmm. like in the newer one like Charlie's house is, you know, it, it exists more so in Tim Burton land than. A yeah, real well, Burton land is like not. It doesn't take place in any time period or right. region. It's just kind of in a different universe. Like I, I like that Charlie's house. It looks like it's been burned down, and like and it's in the middle of like an a angle. city, but like behind a fence by itself. Like, yeah. It's, um. It doesn't look like a real house. But um, the original was filmed somewhere in Germany, like 
I couldn't name the city, but it was done so that like it would look so that for English speaking audiences, it would be different. And I think it kind of works with like the weird shit that happens outside of the factory. Um, most notably the tinker. Yeah. The what? The tinker. What's, what is that? You know the scene when Charlie's, like, outside the factory in the original and, like, he's just sort of looking and, like, it's sort of ominous and then a guy comes up behind him and is like, no one goes in, no one comes out, and he just has, like, a cart with, like, knives and (laughs) stuff on it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's so, I forgot about that scene. That's so weird. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not just the factory that's, that's, like, on another planet, like the whole, the whole universe the of whole thing. Dahl and Britain and Germany, I guess. It's just like, it it doesn't take place in, in yeah. this world that we're familiar with. Um, another thing I learned today was uh, Quaker, uh, Quaker, like the product, I don't know what they would be, the food company, produced the original. Really? Yeah. Random. So, I don't know, they have some... Was, were there any, like, subtle Quaker promotions in it? No, that was... <laughs> it's part of what makes it weird. <laughs> some think That's so weird. So, I don't know, I think... You know, Quaker products had some demons to work through. Um, yeah. With putting in the tanker and no one comes in. And Slughorn or Slugworth? I don't know. Slugworth. Slugworth. That was the name. Yeah, everyone's name is weird too. That's just real doll. Like, yeah. He, no one has a normal name. No, I I buy into his name being Slugworth. That's I think the thing that's most believable throughout the whole thing is Slugworth, and then everything else is just <laughs> <laughs> bizarre. The easiest thing yeah. to sus- suspend my disbelief for was the yeah, name. Yes, worth all excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else, I had to put some effort forward. Right. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Both they're both really weird movies. The more you sit and think about it, they're weird movies. They're weird books and. It's a weird book, and it doesn't explain itself, and I guess that's the point. Like, it, it just, it's not meant to be questioned, because there are so many questions <laughs> that come up. Yeah. And but, I, like, you gotta, you gotta, like, see your disbelief for the whole thing, because it's, it's, everything that happens in all versions of this story is weird. Yeah. Um, I guess the one thing... Um, that like both movies sort of failed to do too um, is I think that they sort of screwed up um, sort of the whole point of the book in some extent just because the book didn't really have a conflict either from what I remember wait I, I lost you what did you say? The, I, I think what did they, they both sort of fudged with the concept of the book because the book didn't have a concept. Uh, not a concept, a conflict. <laughs> no. Um, oh, I guess. 
it's just sort of a, it's sort of like Alice in Wonderland where like it's more about the experience and seeing and imagining it. And then um watching the movie each movie added their own sort of conflict which was a little bizarre but it it added its own each added sorry you each added its own you keep going in and out sorry (laughs) um each yeah yeah no i mean it's it's i guess it's just like a translation thing with the medium because like it's so hard to like adapt a book like that into him i mean i I mean not that it's hard because it's like a very straightforward story like uh the series of events is very easy to translate but like i when it's so little conflict it's hard to like justify a movie people want a plot (laughs) people want like a coherent story and it it is super weird and that's why tim burton's alice in wonderland is like such a mess because that he like tried to put a plot in where there should not have been a plot that's but that's true. a whole other thing <laughs> um yeah um i think we touched on everything do you have anything else you want to add um, either so about either i don't know i think we we uh ran through every aspect yeah did you have any um i don't think so um so 2005 version is your favorite version yes okay. i stand by that that opinion Fair. that's my favorite version <laughs> um i think i'm still gonna stick with the 70s version yeah just to be argumentative you, you and everyone else <laughs> um <laughs> but nobody agrees with me but i stick with it but it was one of those things where, like, rewatching it, like I said, I I liked it a lot better than I thought I did. Like, you saw it years ago and... Because I had seen it when I was a kid and I would seen it a couple of times, you know, after it had came out. But getting older, I was just sort of like, oh, this isn't... You know, I reverted back to the original and thinking the remake sucked just because it wasn't the original, but rewatching it now, I definitely appreciated it more. Yeah. I think like it works as a standalone. And I think because it's so attached to such an iconic movie, it, it's kind of like held back by that. Like not that either one of them is flawless. Right. Like they're both, they both have their issues. The 2005 one has some like serious issues that oh. I've, that I don't like it. Like the whole dentist subplot I thought was ridiculous, but like, and made it a lot longer than it should have been. But like, I think if you look at it as, as its own thing and as a standalone and not as an adaptation or as a remake, then like, it's good. Like, I think it works. I I think it's well done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Um, I, I think people aren't fair to it. I, I yeah. people don't give it enough of Definitely. a chance. And it is something that now I think I will kind of tell people, like, oh, check this out. Like, it's <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's weird. Um, a good selling point. But I guess I think my biggest problem with the 2005 version now is just that uh, Willy Wonka doesn't kill the kids. No. 
No, he doesn't. Um, <laughs> Alright, cool. So, I'm gonna hit end. <laughs> Hold your breath. Make a wish. Count to three. Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look and you'll see into your imagination.